Hey friends, the last time we were here with you, we were in Northwest Africa. Today we're at the opposite end of the continent, all the way south and east in Mozambique. Mozambique has many beautiful features, but all I can think of right now is beaches and seafood and we will soon tell you why. Yes, but first let's start as we always do with a new proverb for you. We actually have two proverbs for you. Sometimes we find so many interesting proverbs and we can't just pick one. To be honest, we don't always know what the proverbs mean, but they always sound cool. And part of the fun is actually trying to figure out what they mean or apply a proverb in your own life, right? Mm-hmm. So the first one goes like this. Slander by the stream will be heard by the frogs. I think it means that the story always comes out. It's like walls have ears. Uh, kind of the way they say like a secret's only safe if it's in your head. Okay. So immediately you start like blah, 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 blah. It's going to come out. Mm-hmm. But even if the frogs hear it, the frogs can't really repeat it. I though. was thinking that maybe it means that if you say by the stream, no one can hear. But then what's the point? I think it just means somebody will hear. Like what we said before, somebody will hear. But even if they hear, like would the frogs go and tell other frogs? The frogs might judge you. Somebody will judge you. I I think it's what you said. Like, somebody will always hear. But why frogs, though? That's really specific. What of crocodiles? There are no crocodiles in the stream. Do they have crocodiles in Mozambique? I don't know. Yeah, that could be Um, Okay, let's say fishes. Why frogs? Frogs is a very specific example. Fish, unless it's freshwater fish. Frogs are freshwater. Okay. Mozambique is by the ocean. So I don't know if they have what the internal streams are. Okay, no, stream is... It's fresh water. There's no salt water stream. Okay, this is getting okay, complicated. Okay, it's getting complicated. Anyway, <laughs> the second one is, if you do not travel, you will marry your own sister. Okay. No. <laughs> I know, it's very pretty savage. Well, I feel the person that put this proverb together must have been angry at something <laughs> or someone. Eh? Like, you know, maybe they're trying to get their son or daughter to leave the house. And, you know, go out and meet friends. Stop playing video games all day. And they're like, if you don't travel, you will marry your sister. Even though technically, obviously, video games aren't there then. I know, I know, but follow me along. I think I think it means kind of you should expose yourself to different things. If not, your options will be limited. Yeah, like step outside of yeah. your Comfort. circle. Mm-hmm. Or else, you know, but it's only the familiar that's going to be around. Be around. Yeah, I, think that's I mean, what it is. sister, though. Damn. Brutal. Yeah. I really do feel someone was trying to kick their kid out of the house, though. <laughs> Now, in case that proverb scares you like it scares us and it scares you enough to entice you to travel, you know, post-COVID, one day, one day, mm-hmm. you might decide to stop in Mozambique. And if you do, make sure you try a featured dish, which is peri-peri prawns and peri-peri chicken. You can have one, the other, or both. We called it peri-peri surf and turf, and we used shrimp, not giant Mozambican prawns, but we think we're close enough. The initial settlers in Mozambique were likely Bantu migrants from the northern and western parts of the continent. Sometime later, coastal trading was set up with Arab merchants, mainly from Yemen. Then, in the early 16th century, Portuguese explorers settled in Mozambique and eventually colonized the nation until 1975. Mozambique shares land borders with Tanzania, Malawi, Zambia, Zimbabwe, Eswatini, and South Africa. On its eastern border is the Indian Ocean. 
A part of the Indian Ocean that is called the Mozambique Channel separates uh, Mozambique from Comoros, Mayotte, and Madagascar. You know, as an aside, I love it when we mention countries that border our feature country, mm-hmm. and then we realize we've already. That's been exactly there. what I was thinking. I was like, oh, I know Comoros. You know Madagascar, Madagascar Malawi, Eswatini. Eswatini. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We are in Sacontinental. I know. Well, Very soon. Intracontinental. Intracontinental. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, intracontinental. And international. Mm-hmm. There we go. Yeah. Very soon we'll soon take Zimbabwe, Zambia, and South Africa by storm. You know it. Yep. Anyway, back to what we were saying. The official language in Mozambique is Portuguese, but many Mozambicans also speak indigenous African languages like Swahili, Sena, and Makua. The capital city of Mozambique is Maputo. We said a part of Mozambique borders the ocean. And if you look up a map of Africa, you'll see just how much of the country borders the ocean. So you'll understand why we say that seafood is a big, big part of Mozambican cuisine. Mozambique is well known for its large prawns and a wide, wide mix of seafood. Another staple of Mozambican cuisine is peri-peri sauce. If you've ever heard of Nando's, you may be familiar with some form of peri-peri mm-hmm. sauce. The star of peri-peri sauce is a kind of pepper called peri-peri or pili-pili or piri-piri or peri-peri. <laughs> <laughs> it is a type of malagueta pepper. The pepper was originally grown by the Portuguese in Mozambique. And then it spread to other Portuguese colonies. Homemade peri-peri sauce typically has the pepper, garlic, olive oil, and lemon or vinegar. There are different variations, but these four things are constant in all the recipes we found. On that note, we found that grilled and marinated chicken is a big part of the cuisine. You have galinha asada, which is a flame-grilled chicken, and there's Zambezian chicken. So Zambezian chicken I found very interesting. I found different descriptions for it that reminded me of when we were in the DRC and we were describing the same dish in two very different ways. One set of, um, I guess, information or research finds that I found was they said Zambezi chicken is seasoned with, is chicken that has been seasoned with spices and palm oil and grilled, which I found pretty interesting. I found another one that said Zambezian chicken is with spices and coconut oil and grilled. Sorry, not coconut oil, coconut milk. Mm-hmm. So I'm not actually sure which ones. I don't know if it's palm oil or if it's coconut milk or if it kind of differs depending on where you are and availability or something like that. Either way, it sounds delicious. And I'm actually really curious about that palm oil thing. Yeah, you do that. And I'll come and eat in your house. Thank you. God bless. Anyway, maize is a staple in Mozambique and Zima, pronounced Chima. And well, maize is a staple in Mozambique and Chima is a staple dish. It's spelled X-I-M-A. Mm-hmm. It's so, a maize porridge that is eaten with vegetables and stew. And we find that a lot of African dishes and cuisine mm-hmm. or South African. Mostly South African, yeah. Yeah, have a lot of porridge-like consistency yeah, like, meals. Yeah, like pap. Like, you know that South African pap that almost mm-hmm. every Southern African country seems to have? It's always like a version of a porridge or a stiff pap that you eat with stews and vegetable. Mm-hmm. You can also find matapa. Matapa is stewed cassava leaves that you make with onions, garlic, coconut milk, and ground peanuts. I think coconut is a big thing there too, apparently. Mm-hmm. And you can also eat this matapa with crabs or prawns. Portuguese influences have definitely made their way into the cuisine, and you may have noticed that in some of the dishes we talked about. I think one of the things that I noticed when I was um, looking into like the food in Mozambique and I really enjoyed was seeing the language and how that kind of spills. Like Just to give an example... Um, 
I've seen feijoada, or I think that's how you pronounce it. And I'm very familiar with feijão, which mm-hmm. is also of Portuguese descent, I guess. And it's also a, beans, a bean dish. So I was like, okay, fei and frey, this has to be something that's linked to the word beans. And so I've forgotten what beans is in Portuguese now, but I remember reading it and saying that it was pretty similar. So just from seeing two different dishes, you get an idea of what the commonality is and what the food is called. I feel like we've been talking about all this food and now I'm getting hungry. So let's get to our feature dish, which we called peri-peri surf and turf, which was basically chicken and shrimp marinated in peri-peri sauce. Hmm. So it's the simplest thing, really. Uh, you make your peri-peri sauce, you slather or you marinate your f- chicken or your seafood in the f- in the sauce and then you bake it. Uh, for me, I also, in addition to adding the marinade, I salted the chicken a little bit just to give an extra, you know, Basically, how you make the sauce is very simple. You get all your stuff together and then you blend them. You can roast your peppers and your onions and your garlic first. And that's what I did just to to give like a smokier, roasty flavor to the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So what you need is a red bell pepper, onions, garlic, some normal sized chili. So basically what you're supposed to use here is the malagueta pepper that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. But this pepper is almost impossible to find, it seems, outside of Portugal or maybe Brazil or Mozambique. Mm-hmm. And it was actually very difficult for me to find what to compare it to. People compared it to jalapenos and compared it to Thai chili, different things. And it's very, because I've never had it, and I don't think you've had it either, it's kind of difficult to get a taste for the kind of pepper it's supposed to be. So we just improvised. Mm-hmm. We went with a mix of Thai chili and habanero pepper for a little bit of heat. So the recipe I found, the lady said she used 20 Thai peppers. I used 14 and then two habanero peppers. So you need those peppers paprika oregano a little bit of sugar but i didn't add sugar because i don't like adding sugar to marinade salt apple cider vinegar olive oil lemon zest and lemon juice and the recipe i had called for thyme but i didn't have fresh thyme and i really like the taste and flavor of basil so i used fresh basil instead all right i see what you did there sis (laughs) (laughs) so basically you what i did was i roasted my onion pepper and garlic like i said before not the fresh not the um thai peppers just the red bell pepper and then blended everything together and then pretty much just marinated the chicken in it actually i did two things so i marinated the chicken with that sauce but when it came to the shrimp, I added an additional ingredient. I give you two guesses to guess what else I added. Salt? No, not salt. I already added salt now. Garlic? Yes. Garlic was already inside. It's okay, don't worry. That was the two guesses. Cumin? Coconut milk. Oh. Yeah. So for the shrimp, the shrimp was the same sauce as the chicken, but mm-hmm. it had coconut milk in it. Mm. And then I just pan fried the shrimp and I baked the chicken. Mm. That was pretty much it. So what did you think of it? All right. So I have a confession, which I confessed to Ijema just before we started recording. So the way this podcast uh, production uh, works is, you know, Ijema does cooking. I do production as well as, you know, photography. So what had happened was mm. uh, <laughs> there's a reason I'm telling you. What had happened was. Um, when you look at the pictures, at least some of the pictures, you'll see that they don't have the single, you know, Ital- what, what do you call the malagu- it? Well, in this case, Thai peppers. Yeah, they don't have the Thai peppers. Now, the reason is when I was setting up, you know, the set for the photography, I decided after I took the first test shot to taste the shrimp. I don't know what happened. I feel like a spirit, you know, passed by before I could blink. After taking a few shots, left, right, and center, 
Before I could blink, all the shrimp disappeared in my mouth. I don't know what happened. The next thing I knew, wow, the, the shrimp spirit, has finished. Spirit <laughs> ate your shrimp. So by the time I remembered that I was supposed to put the pepper on to take the pictures, it was all gone. All the shrimp was gone. So that's why in the photographs you see some have the peppers. Those are the ones that Ijama took because she does take some pictures as well. And some of them will not have, which tells you that the shrimp was delicious. Oh my goodness. It wasn't too spicy, which is weird given like the pepper you added. But I could see like if you didn't add as much. No, I think my understanding is that a malagueta is not necessarily very, very hot. But it wasn't that hot. It was delicious. So, oh my God. Um, which is why my body must have been taken over by you the spirit of food. You forgot to put the pepper in the picture. That is the long and short of the story. Anyway, the spirit of food took over me between setting up the stage and, you know, properly plating the food and taking the picture. So that's what, that's what happened. Um, the chicken was absolutely delicious as well. Um, thank goodness I waited till after I finished taking the pictures before <laughs> chicken because I literally sat on my couch and just like smashed the whole thing. <laughs> oh my god. Um, what I actually really liked as well is that it wasn't too saucy. Mm. It was you could almost feel like you were eating a chicken and shrimp that was that had the sauce. How would I put it? It was inside. It inside. I inside. said it the for like marin- twelve hours. The marinade was like yeah. inside, and it would be interesting to me if we actually tried their pepper, how mm-hmm. it would taste. I'm very curious. But I think if you've ever really tried um, peppered shrimp or peppered a chicken, this is definitely one, definitely one you have to try. I agree. I liked it a lot. I found that the shrimp, the flavor got in a bit more and I really, really, really enjoyed the shrimp. It was like a little creamy from the coconut for me, slightly peppery, but slightly sweet as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm biased when it comes to basil. Like, I don't know. I've always complained to Yemi when I can't find basil that the basil mafia has struck again. So she does. Yeah. Every time I get very mad when I can. I, I like, get random texts about it too. I get Weird. irrationally angry with the world when I can't find fresh basil. So now that I've found it, I've devised a method of like chopping it up and freezing it in ice cubes until I need it. But I get really mad. But the flavor that the basil brings is amazing. And I just really enjoyed it. But then again, I forgot, I'm talking like this and I'm remembering that basil is not actually in the original no, recipe. No, it's not. I was like... <laughs> You guys can see us, obviously, but I was staring at her like, I mean, you're talking about this basil, but it's not in the original recipe. Like, what are you talking about? That's my personal bias. But either way, I'm sure this would be absolutely delicious. Um, So I have one slight advantage over Yemi in that I tasted the sauce just after making it. So even before I poured it on the chicken and this sauce raw, like it's obviously some stuff is cooked, but without you pouring it on anything, it's so good. Hmm. I feel like you could... You could cook it, cook it down, and reduce it into some kind of pasta sauce. So this, this Ooh, jollof. No, no, it will not work on jollof <laughs> rice. It will not. Okay, 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 fine. Pasta sauce, maybe. But no, it was really good. Um, with the lemon juice, there was like this extra tang that I just liked. I definitely prefer the shrimp to the chicken, and mm. I I mentioned that to Yemi because I I really enjoyed how the flavor went into the shrimp. The problem with the chicken was nice. I found that I couldn't 
The chicken was nice. I found that I couldn't taste much when I tasted the chicken by itself. But when I had a little bit of extra sauce and I dipped the chicken into it, that's ooh, what la, I did. La. That's what I did too. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's what la, I did. La. You know what I ended up doing? Did you eat it with rice? No. You? What do you take me for? You ate it with what? I was just licking the sauce. Oh, okay. Then that one is good. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, honestly, like I actually, you know, first of all, actually I'm offended. Why do you think I'll be eating with rice? Okay. Hello. Stew. How many weeks ago or months ago was okay. it that you well, ate well, the well, well, No, no, syrup? no. Let's okay. moving on. Okay. But basically, I ate the chicken by like dipping it into the sauce. Like mm-hmm. I can't like again. As I said, I smashed that thing. And when I was done with the chicken, there was still some sauce left. And man, your girl used her fingers. I don't blame you. Just like licking it. I don't like, blame you. Clean the bowl out. Actually, <laughs> something I want to mention is with the with the sauce was. The leftover, I reduced it a bit. So I cooked it for like five to ten minutes. Just cooked it down. No, it's really good. I see how we're just talking about this food. Mm. No, it was really good. And the only thing for me that spoiled it, and I mentioned this to Yemi earlier, was the sauce was really good. But I felt like the taste of the chicken itself, that's the chicken without any flavor. The kind of chicken we use kind of overpowered and the sauce didn't quite get into it. And I was saying that I think it would have been better with organic chicken. Mm -hmm. And because... How do I say this nicely? There. It, like, it's almost I like the chicken doesn't absorb the flavor. It just sits there. Like it doesn't. Exactly. Yeah. It feels like you'd have to do a lot more to get the marinade in compared to the organic yeah. one. And it's almost you have to work like, harder. I, I don't like it. The word the word I use to describe even organic chicken versus the other one is I always I don't know how to explain it, but I always feel like it's organic chicken is more fibrous, for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. It's like you can peel if you were to peel bits of cooked chicken it would flake better whereas if you peeled try to like cut up or shred the chicken we have here it's silky like it comes off in clumps like it won't come up in shredded pieces it won't shred as nicely it almost disintegrates yeah (laughs) like the other one you can just if if it's if you've not tasted some of the the chicken we're talking about Mm -hmm. especially something we've grown up with yeah it's hard to explain. But you might understand it more, even here, if you have had organic chicken mm-hmm. that is grown here versus non-organic. Mm. You can actually taste a difference. So imagine that amplified. Mm, okay. It's kind of... Because I've tasted it and I was like, what is this magical chicken that I eat? This is something that sounds like familiar. Like the one I made for you it. this afternoon. That one, that was good chicken, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> changed, almost changed my mind about hard chicken. Mm, yeah. But anyway. But yeah, overall, I thought it was the bum diggity. It was right. so it was good. good. It was really it was good. so good. Oh my God. I don't know how long it keeps, but I would definitely freeze some. I froze a little bit mm-hmm. and you could just whip it out and use it to... For sure. For sure. Yeah. Anyhow, in conclusion, mm-hmm. Mozambique, it was a real it, pleasure. It sure was. And I would <laughs> love to come over in person to see your beautiful country and eat your wonderful food. Ooh, I'm gonna eat. Eat it all. Eat. Because your food sounds amazing. And if anyone is offering tickets, we're happy please, we to oblige. Uh, please, come. please sponsor us. <laughs> we will wrap your country and wrap your food. We're shameless. On that note, this was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, don't forget that you can buy us virtual cups of coffee by checking out our links either in our bio or through our blog. It's everywhere. Um, and until next time, Thank you for listening. 
While the podcast airs every two weeks, we have a backlog of episodes just waiting for you to enjoy. The show is a collaboration between Tunuka Media and 234 Pantry. African My Kitchen is produced by Tunuka Media and co-hosted with 234 Pantry. So while on Instagram, visit both Tunuka Media and 234 Pantry. With Tunuka Media, you'll find out about more shows produced which aren't necessarily food-related, while on 234 Pantry, you will get more food-related content. For example, Tunuka Media also produces another show called Overlooked, which I host. All the links with the relevant information to connect with us are located in the show notes. Like, subscribe, and share within your community. We'd also really love for you to give the show a high rating wherever you enjoy your podcasts.